Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip and encourage marriages and those who are ministering together. Welcome to episode six. Yes, this is take two of episode six. No, it's more like take five. Take five, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we have, um, we've been listening to a lot of feedback. We've been um, getting some messages from you guys yeah. and emails from our listeners and the feedback we've been getting is great. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time to give us the feedback. Um, it's yeah. really appreciated. So, th- yeah, thank you. You guys are awesome. Yeah, we have in- amazing listeners. We do. We, we do. really do. And our listener base is growing, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, if you know someone that needs to hear this awesome content, um, <laughs> then share this with them. We, of course, are on um, Instagram, marriage.ministry. And then our email is marriageandministrypodcast at gmail.com. And we really could use those honest five-star <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> those definitely help boost um, you know, awareness as people go to search for marriage or ministry on the podcast um, option. So thank you, guys. It's been awesome. Um, I am enjoying, or I just finished enjoying, the, the three or four times we've tried to record this prior, <laughs> I've enjoyed um, a delicious cortado made, yeah. made by our new latte maker. Yes, I love it. It was an awesome Mother's Day weekend, and that was my gift. So, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty much in heaven. That's kind of a big deal, because we, we were talking about this. I mean, we, prior to that machine, had the same old kind of hand-me-down machine for forever oh it was so it was a coffee mate let's start there okay so (laughs) So. a lower quality we were putting up with it if you like coffee and you know anything about coffee then you'll kind of chuckle at that but um no it was a coffee mate like single like a really small single single um espresso maker yeah that was given to me by my sister who was given it from her best friend right so it's who didn't need it anymore it was getting a better machine so it's double hand-me-down it's double hand-me-down yeah and i (laughs) you know we've had it for like 10 years yeah so you know 10 years hashtag starbucks (laughs) we have had we have had a second rate hand-me-down hey coffee machine for 10 years it's totally worked and honestly i was happy with it but um Obviously, you know, I, you know, have a big coffee game going on. So I was, you know, drooling over this espresso machine, not thinking I was going to get it. No. Um, But you're awesome. You surprised me with it. And now I'm pulling shots left and right. And, um, and I I'm think you've been that. happy about I'm that. really enjoying it. Our yep. son has been happy with it. Every day he asks me for a couple lattes. So, yeah. Well, so it's awesome. You know, I think the longer you're married, you start really valuing certain things, right? So then it's it's worth it to <laughs> invest in those things. You find great value in some little things in life. Yeah. I mean, it's it is little, I guess. I I don't know. Is it just me? I go to bed looking forward to my cup of coffee in the coffee morning. In the morning? <laughs> I do too. And then I kind of mourn when I take my last sip. I'm like, oh, oh it's over. It's sad. Another day. Yeah. So no, I've I've been loving it. I'm you know, perfecting the the froth latte art and yeah stuff like that. Yeah, the coffee game is strong. So and good stuff. We're enjoying it. But well, I feel like it's kind of funny though, just diving back into what this podcast is, which is do you want to tell them what this podcast is about? Yeah. So this particular episode is about staying encouraged and stay in the race and don't quit. Yeah. And we <laughs> and how many times <laughs> did this is the only podcast that we actually stopped? Yeah, 
the first recording the episode, yeah, yeah, and then recorded, tried to record again, right. All the other podcasts have been just all right. Let's record, and we just go, just go, yeah. But this one, Almost we actually no quit. editing at all in the past. No, and this one, we actually quit. We quit it. <laughs> we quit the don't quit episode. What is going on? I love it. Oh, uh, that's the Lord's like, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> well, so we wanted this, you know, entire podcast, the Marriage and Ministry podcast, to be an encouragement. And we end every single episode, not just for a pithy statement, but we always say at the end, stay married. And in ministry. And what we mean by that is that if you're a Christian who's married, that means that you should stay married. That's that's an exhortation. That's just a reality. You will stay married mm-hmm. and you need to stay in ministry. Now, you might say, but I'm not in full-time ministry. I'm not a vocational minister or pastor or pastor's wife. But all of us are called to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're all called to make disciples. We're all called to be right. ministers of the new covenant. So right. for that reason, we're all to stay in ministry. Mm-hmm. We're never to stop advancing the gospel. Yeah, so, the Great Commission, right? Yeah. So we wanted to um, just really have an episode to just tell us, man, let's stay encouraged. Let's stay in the race. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Don't quit. And so um, that's really what you know this episode is. So I thought we could maybe look at one of our favorite verses it used to be a verse where um, we would actually have this as our password. Yeah. Um, the reference to this verse was a password. Yeah, we don't anymore. So <laughs> don't think about hacking we, our accounts. We've changed it. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot log into my uh, iCloud.com uh, account in, anymore. But um, it's in 1 Corinthians 15. And at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, you know, Paul in, in this text is setting up the Corinthian church who was really, they had so many different issues. They had so many different problems and um, they had questions for Paul. And so Paul writes them his kind of Q and a, his response letter Mm -hmm. is first Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, you know, about the matters that you wrote about, here's Mm -hmm. some answers. And one of the problems that they really didn't understand was the power of the resurrection. The fact that if we don't have the resurrection, right. we don't have Christianity. Yeah. We don't even have a risen Savior. Right. So he walks them through how the fact that death is swallowed up in victory and the resurrection has conquered sin and death. We have the victory through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, he says this in verse 58. He says, therefore, in other words, because of the resurrection, right. my beloved brothers, so all of the brothers and sisters in Corinth, not mm-hmm. just the pastors, right. my beloved brothers, he says this, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not, not in vain. vain. Yeah. So he's saying to them, be steadfast. In other words, don't, don't let anything move you, mm-hmm. another translation says. Don't be moved from the work that God has given you. Um, you're to always abound in it. So there's going to be times where we grow weary and there's going to be times that we're discouraged, but don't move away from the abound, you know, abounding in the work that God has given you to do. Don't move Mm -hmm. away from that. Right. Continue to put your hand to the plow and trust that he's going to, you know, allow there to be fruit as you work hard. And then he says, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So what we're doing in ministry or in just our marriage as Christians it's not in vain. There's no vanity to it. Right. It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of your life. Thank goodness. <laughs> you are being spent and you're working, but that work is not something that produces nothing. Like right. a, a farmer in a field that just works and works and works and there's nothing there. I think my favorite line from uh, one of my favorite lines from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation mm-hmm. is when, you know, he Clark tries to turn on the lights out front. <laughs> 
and his daughter says, you know, he tried really hard, Grandpa, and or he worked really hard, yeah. and he goes, so do washing machines. <laughs> it could feel that way, right? Yeah. Like, we're working hard, and I'm not seeing any fruit yeah, from it. Yeah, totally. But Paul says, listen, your labor, it's, it's labor, but it's not in vain. Right. There's no vanity to it because it's eternal. Right, right. And that goes... That goes beyond if your, you know, your major vocation is full-time ministry. Totally. That's, you know, to uh, the baristas who are trying to reach their coworkers. That's to, um, you know, the mom or the cousin that you're trying to pray for. And um, you're trying to, you know, just be a really bold witness for the Lord. Um, You know, it's not just for those who are on staff at a church in ministry, right? Yeah. It's not, nothing is in vain, you know, right. um, when it's the work of the Lord. Yeah. And and again, he's writing to all believers. Yeah. He's saying your work in the Lord is not in vain. It's not so, in vain, right. So let nothing move you. Yeah. And so there's some things though that can move us and we can allow ourselves to be moved. So for that couple that's listening, or maybe you're a pastor's wife, maybe you're a youth pastor, you're underneath someone in ministry, you're a church planner. Um, maybe there's maybe a temptation to want to quit or just to lose heart and give up. Yeah. Um, so we kind of want to minister to you and share with you, you know, just in some encouragement, you know, yeah. not only from that verse, but um, just don't give up. Right. The work that you're doing is so important and it's kingdom work. It's, it's of eternal value. Mm-hmm. And you may not see the fruit that you're bearing right now, but one day you will. I mean, we... We had a tough go in our first church plant. Mm-hmm. There were moments where we felt like quitting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, one particular Sunday, um, we had only had maybe 15 or 20 people yeah. <laughs> in church that morning. Yeah. And um, I'm just like, you know, totally just joyful. It was great fellowship. You know, we <laughs> get home and you were just completely discouraged. Uh, yeah, I was done. You were done. And this was about a year in, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe. And, um, and you were just like, that's it. You know, I'm done. I'm so discouraged. We're packing our bags, you know? And I was like, no, we're not. And you kind of looked at me and I was like, no, we're not, we're not quitting, you know, unless the Lord has closed the door and you know that he's moving us on and he has, you know, not called you to this work anymore. Quitting isn't an option, you know, and we prayed together and, um, you know, you were able to kind of get over that. Yeah. And I remember when I was completely discouraged, probably I remember probably two or three later. years into yeah. um, the church plan and um, just being your wife um, and having those expectations that people have on me because I'm married to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's discouraging and it can re- really rattle you to your inner core. Yeah. Um, and I remember you just you know, uh, encouraging me and reminding me that I don't have to fall under the yoke of other people's expectations of who they think I should be or how they think I should act or what they think I should do, what they think I should look like, you know, um, the only thing I need to do is to be your wife and to be the mom of our kids, you know? Right. And so I had to remind myself that, um, those circumstances, what, are those those trials? Let's just say, um, you know, those are those are testing our faith, and um, I, I just want my faith to be strengthened during those times. But, yeah. gosh, there were days um, where I definitely wanted to be like, all right, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, on. <laughs> you know, our our tenth episode coming up. Um, this is episode six, but episode ten is another Q and A, and I think we're gonna focus it on the pastor's wife. 
questions oh, awesome. for you know <laughs> Q and A about the pastor's wife. <laughs> Because we could do a whole season, man. We could do a whole mm. season just on the pastor's wife. But yeah, I think that it's. Um, I think sometimes we have the wrong expectations of what ministry is supposed to be. Right. So in Tampa, you know, in in that first church plan, I'm expecting there to be this bigger, you know, crowd and. Just remembering that um, God has called us to be good and faithful. Right. Well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and successful servant. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being faithful to do what Colossians 1, 28 and 29 say, then I'm doing ministry. And Paul says there, him we proclaim. Right. Warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Right. So my job is not, hey, Lord, look at how many people I've reached. It's, Lord, did I present these people mature in Christ? Right. If it's one person, that's right. That's the job mm-hmm. and that's the call. So, yeah, sometimes we get burned out because we think, you know, what is that old axiom? It says the uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. Right. And when there's, there, no, there's no people, the, the vision, vision perish. perishes. Yeah. yeah. So we can really lose heart instead of and lose steam thinking that, oh, it's supposed to be this thing. And those are just our own expectations we put on it. Mm-hmm. But when we sit back and go, Lord, you're working in me, even as you're working through me, yeah. then I can't quit. I've got to be faithful no matter what to the very end until you kind of lead us on. Right. And those, you know, those examples um, are pretty basic pressures or circumstances that yeah. people in ministry face. Right. But, you know, sometimes there are deeper pressures and deeper things that we go through just as being um, a couple that's married and let alone in ministry. And so I think whatever you're facing, you know, whether it's marriage issues or pressures, whether it's um, parenting struggles, whether it's feeling lonely in the ministry, um, maybe you're a pastor out there and you're doubting your call, right? Because you're not really seeing fruit in the time frame that you wanted to see it. Um, Maybe you're a pastor's wife who is tired of living in a fishbowl and you just want, you know, (laughs) you just kind of want that to be done. Um, and you want to go live your life and just work at the local grocery store. Um, you know, whatever the circumstance may be, whatever your trial may be in your circumstance may be, um, God sees it and God knows that you're walking through that and he is with you and he will get you through. Um, I remember, uh, quite a few times just really in the last couple of years that I had some pretty dark, Um, moments where I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel for ministry for the first time in our 20 years of ministry. Um, And we're having thoughts that, you know what, maybe I'm kind of done here. You know, maybe God's, (laughs) maybe God's removing me, you know, um, from certain things and um, just having a place where I'd never had thoughts and feelings before. Sure. But I just want to encourage you guys that there is a light in the darkness. You just can't see it yet. And his name is Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he's he's with you. So what what do we do? What do our listeners do who are maybe in this position yeah. um, where they're, they're struggling to fight and find that endurance? Yeah, I would say so, you know, we have to come back to our original call, right? So we have to come back and say, and I think sometimes we overthink calling. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we make it all about, you know, oh, I had this specific call. I think we do have to, though, trace it back to what was the last thing God told me to do? Right. I have to be obedient to that. And so if God has called us to um, a specific people, to a city, right. he's called us to, you know, I need to be faithful in this particular ministry, mm-hmm. then we need to be 
um, faithful to the end until he calls us to do exactly. something else, right? right. So, um, you know, he calls he calls Jonah to go specifically to Nineveh. What does Jonah do? He goes the opposite right. direction. Runs. <laughs> right? So we don't want to do that. We don't want to be, um, you know, wayward in what God's called us to do. So yeah. we need to look back and consider the original call that God has given us. And what is he called us to do? He's called us, again, to, um, to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim Christ. He's called us to be faithful. He's called us to, obviously, holiness and sanctification and uh, and to make disciples. So we can do that wherever. Um, but I think if we're in a particular place doing a particular ministry, we need to kind of weigh that and not forget that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, those, those things are testing our faith, right? They're not testing our call. Um, right. And so when we know that the Lord has, um, you know, called us to a specific place uh, for a specific specific purpose, um, we don't want the enemy to take us out of that race, right? Right. Um, I love what Romans um, 5, uh, starting in verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does Mm -hmm. not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yeah. So just running with endurance, knowing that it's just a testing of our faith. And I don't want to be moved. I don't want circumstances to move me. I don't want people to move me and shake me out of the race. Yeah. I want to stand before the Lord and say, okay, my faith, my faith was strong. My faith was steadfast in you. Right. You know, I don't want my faith to be small. Well, yeah. Doesn't Proverbs say, you know, if you're, if you falter in times of trouble, how small, how small is your faith? Is your faith? Yeah. yeah. I, I should have shared that one too. I mean, there were several verses uh, that just were such an encouragement to me, yeah. you know, don't falter, keep running with endurance, run the race that God has set before you. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we're blessed to have each other, yeah. to be able to encourage one another, to pray for one another, and to walk through those things together. Yeah. Um, whether I was, you know, really involved in ministry or not, we have the marriage part, right, that we're in Christ. Right. And we're able to, to run the race together. Yeah. I mean, Seth Godin talks about the dip. And so some people, they think they're at the end of their road, the end of their, like, time of, of fruitfulness. And Mm -hmm. he says a lot of times that's just a dip, you know, it's a dip going down before you have greater and even more expansive, um, impact. I mean, we look Mm -hmm. at Chuck Smith, the founder of Calvary Chapel. Um, he was, he was in his forties before he became a part of Calvary Chapel. Right. And, you know, it could be, I remember just being so encouraged by one of the interviews he did. It could be that, you know, after years and years of faithful ministry, we have friends that have been in this situation where they've just been plodding along faithfully. And then the Lord begins to add zeros to the end of their, you know, um, their church attendance where mm-hmm. suddenly it's just exploding with because they've been faithful in the little right. and have been a good steward of what God's given them. And God just explodes their ministry. It doesn't always happen that way, but we can't lose heart and give up when things aren't the way we thought they would be. So we have to remember our calling. But I think we also, maybe we're feeling like giving up. We got to have someone to talk to. Yeah. We have to have a person we can uh, like reach out to as a confidant who we can say, bro, hey, please pray for me. Do you think that's easy for people? No, no way. (laughs) Why not? Um, Because we're prideful. And because we don't want to be transparent and show that we have weakness or that we have issues or that we feel like quitting. And if you tell the wrong person that, then you could be taken out. They could say, well, we're going to, you know, make arrangements to get you out of that (laughs) ministry. You know, we're on your board or whatever. 
So I think people are intimidated by that. And mm-hmm. we don't have a culture typically where it's okay to take longer breaks, sabbaticals, mm-hmm. you know, for us to, to take moments of rest. We get, you know, we question, well, what do you mean you need two or three weeks of vacation? Right. Well, h- how about a weekend? Isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. You know, so we're not used to this so time So it's not of okay rest. to not be okay. Usually it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Where I and I say it's okay to not be okay. It is, um, and that is really hard. It's very vulnerable because there are so many things at stake with that. Yeah. Right. Like I can only speak to our experience, but maybe you've been vulnerable with people, and that that has hurt you. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is be vulnerable again, sure. right? Um, and and then just risking maybe that relationship or the way that they look at you or perceive you or yeah. um, you know whatever. But that should not stop you, should it, from no. talking to someone? No, absolutely not. Yeah, getting that encouragement, getting that prayer, getting counsel and wisdom, um, and just you know getting strength, yeah. uh, strengthened from that. Yeah. So for sure. yeah, so important. Yeah. If you have someone that you can talk to, then you can say, hey, is this normal what I'm feeling? And they might say no. Right. You really you really do need to take a break or you need to, you know, you need to get out of ministry. But we don't really have an out for ministry. It's like I've been called now. I'm in this forever. Yeah. And that isn't necessarily, you know, the case for every single person. Right. So it, you do need to talk to someone who has the experience and who has your best interests in mind, right. who's mature in the faith, who can say, hey, you need a break or hey, you need to. Maybe reconsider your calling. Maybe you aren't called to this. You right. know, if you're walking in sin in the flesh, you're frustrated. You're constantly lashing out at people, and mm-hmm. you don't love people. You probably shouldn't be in ministry. <laughs> I want to rethink it. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, it could be that encouragement that you just need. Like, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, that's that's normal. That's or that's happened to me. Totally. You know, um, and so yeah, talking to someone. Um, I don't think that's as common as you know it it should, should be. be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think another thing that we need to do is, you know, we can, it can be tempting to look out the window and kind of not literally, but, you know, to like <laughs> stare out into the future and kind of almost fantasize about what, you know, you could be doing. And I we call this the greener grass syndrome. Yeah. Right? So describe that. I mean, that's basically. Yeah. Where, you know, things look better than what you have. Yeah. You know, like. You're standing on the gra- the brown grass, but the grass is so much greener over there. Yeah, and it's just not true. Yeah, um, it's just not true. You're 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 living in a fantasy world at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Spurgeon used to have these dark, you know, Sundays and Mondays. Um, Mark Driscoll used to talk about bread truck bread Monday, truck Mondays. Yeah. Where he would just want to pull up to a stoplight, he'd see a guy driving a bread <laughs> truck and go, "Man, he's got it made. <laughs> he's got it made. He doesn't have to deal with all this drama and yeah. crazy, you know, ministry issues. He just gets to sit in a truck and smell bread all day." Yeah. Um, but I, so I think we have to be careful that we don't consistently start thinking like, oh, what would it be like if I was just a an employee here, you know, and just wanted, a barista? Yeah, <laughs> um, because all of us are called to again to to minister the gospel, and if God has uniquely gifted you and set you apart for His you know, service, then we need to realize that's an honor and we need to take it seriously Yeah, and not be looking out the window dreaming of what we could be doing. We need to just, you yeah, know, or really... as a pastor's wife, you know, oh, if, you know, if my husband was just an Apple employee yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, at some points I'll settle for a public grocery right. <laughs> bagger. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to do that. But, um, I would just say like, you know, Hebrews six ten is one of these awesome verses. I love to just write cards and and put this verse reference so people can be reminded. But the writer of Hebrews says, For God is not unjust 
so as to overlook your work and the love that you've shown for his name and serving the saints as you still do. God is not unjust to overlook it. Right. You know, your labor's not in vain. So what you're doing, like don't don't despise the ministry that God's given you. Right? Yeah, totally. Be thankful for it. Praise God in it. Glorify him in it. Mm-hmm. And get to work. Yeah. You know, put your hand to the plow and get busy about it. And you might need to take a time of rest. Right. But man, stay encouraged. You know, the psalmist said, I think we read it this morning in our quiet time, right? We read Psalm 27 today. Yeah, yeah, we did. So um, that last section in Psalm 27. Um, he actually repeats this one phrase. Um, but, you know, he's kind of beginning it out saying, man, there's nothing like being in the presence of God in the temple. And that's just the one thing that I long for. Mm-hmm. But at the very end of Psalm 27, what is that verse? Yeah, he says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Yeah, I love how he heart. repeats that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, take heart. You know, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Awesome. I think some of our listeners, maybe you're in a spot where you've lost heart. And what we'd love for you to do after this episode is just take some time to pray. Take some time to reflect um, what God has called you to do. Take some time together as a couple and have this conversation like where where are we at? Are we losing heart? You know, and, and really come to that place of saying, you know, I'm resolved to finish and complete the work that God has given me. And I'm going to run my race to the very end. I'm not going to be taken out in the middle of the race, whether mm-hmm. it's temptation, whether it's discouragement, whether it's other people, right. whether it's some outside influence. We know nothing can separate us from the love of God mm-hmm. in Christ and nothing should take us out of the race, right. even ourselves. So, man, we just encourage you to have that time of prayer and reflection and and really just come back to the simplicity of, of knowing Jesus. You know, come back to your first love and realize that maybe you've equated ministry with, you know, putting ministry in the place that Jesus deserves. And you've maybe moved ministry up a notch too high into that pedestal or into that place of worship where Christ alone deserves to be. So I would just say you need to get back to that place of simplicity. You're a you're a son or daughter of Jesus and that's that's enough. You're you're a co heir with Christ. You're adopted in the beloved and that's sufficient. And you're you're a person who's proclaiming the gospel and and you can do that faithfully um, and, you know, don't get wrapped up too much in, you know, all of this idea and vision you had for ministry. Just be content to be a son yeah. or daughter, be faithful in what God has given you, but yeah. don't give up. Don't yeah. let the, the things of this world take you out of the race. Yeah. Hebrews 12, um, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, right? The perfecter of um, our faith for the joy that set before him endured the cross. So we oftentimes notice that we might be starting to get discouraged or starting to feel defeated um, or starting to feel like we're moving a little bit because really ultimately we're taking our eyes off of Jesus. Yeah. We're taking our eyes off of him um, and we're putting it on other people. We're putting it on our circumstances. We're putting it on our feelings um, we're putting it on the injustices, right? Yeah. But um, we need to put our eyes back on Jesus and yeah. run that race that's set before us with endurance, yeah. you know? Totally. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, we want to encourage you guys um, in your marriage, if you're going through marriage issues, if you feel like, you know, giving up in your marriage, if you feel like giving up in ministry, we want to encourage you, don't. <laughs> Look to the Lord, um, rest in his finished work on your behalf, and know that there is no 
you know, we're not God's gift to ministry. There's not any perfect person. There's not any perfect church, Mm -hmm. any perfect ministry. You're not serving a perfect pastor if you're underneath, you know, um, someone in ministry. And your wife's not going to be perfect. Your husband's not going to be perfect. But you know who is perfect? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. rest in him. And don't quit. Don't quit. If I would have, yeah, if I would have been able to just hear those words just a few times, you know, um, like in the very beginning of ministry even, like, don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. God's got you. You know, God's got this. Um, Just even those few words would have just been so encouraging and have been encouraging. People have said that to me. Um, But, yeah, don't quit. Stand firm in the faith. Um, Be encouraged. Continue to run the race. Yeah, David says, or it says of David that he strengthened himself in the Lord. So you got to find out what that is. And we'll do an episode coming up soon on how to refill your cup. So we're going to be doing that um, in just a few episodes, which will be awesome. Um, But until uh, next time, next time we're going to be talking about expectations and other marriage landmines. So we'll be kind Mm. of talking more about what are those expectations (laughs) and every marriage counseling we've ever done. There's huge expectations that we have on each other. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking about that next time. But until then, stay married. And in ministry. Peace.